Good morning, and welcome to Emmet Audio episode 133. <clears throat> this is a Wooden Spoon Geek Out day, and what I want to talk to you guys about today was sourcing wood. Now, let's just talk about what kind of wood you want to get in the first place. For spoon carving, I prefer wood that is as large as I can get and as clear-grained as I can get. So I'm not looking for pieces that have a lot of branches coming out, and I'm not looking if they are, if they have some curve to it, that's fine, but I'm not looking for crooks specifically because I prefer carving straight-grained wood. But that being said, you know, a branch that curves, a trunk section that curves, I'll totally take it. That's That's great. That's actually nice to work with. But I am a little picky about, uh, you know, if, if it's if it has too many branches coming out of a given section, I'll try and avoid taking that section. Um, so as far as species go around me, everyone knows I love carving cherry because for me, it's the sweet spot where it's hard enough that it takes a really nice clean knife finish, but it's much easier to carve than the other woods that are hard like that, meaning maple, beech, walnut around here. I would avoid oak because of the tannin flavor and because of how its tendency to split. And I would also avoid ash for that second reason as well. Hickory is too hard. Um, and then birches of all stripes are good, but can be a little stringy. Poplar is good, but can be a little dull looking. And, um, and willow, I've had willow do some crazy cracking on me. Um, as I was carving it, it was splitting. So um, I stay away from that. I will carve walnut and beech and maple if they've been lying around in the log for a while and so and and I prefer cherry that's been lying around in the log for a while also so my whole thing is that wood changes as it ages in the log just like a wine or a cheese and I prefer to carve wood that has been sitting in the log for a while it doesn't matter if that's sitting in the woods in a log or if that's sitting in my yard in a log form but when it is no longer alive, but still complete as a log, it, it undergoes some changes that makes it beneficial for carving. As far as sourcing that kind of wood, I am always on the lookout and I have a pickup truck. So that makes it easy for me. Where I live, a lot of where I get my wood is either my neighbors had a bunch of trees taken down by a tornado, so I can always go harvest that, but I'm always on the lookout for where tree crews have taken down wood. Now, for me, uh, that's possible because I have a truck and because I live in an area where there are large stretches of road where there's no houses and clearly nobody's going to gather up this wood. Um, and it's common practice for tree crews to leave all the big chunks by the side of the road for people to scavenge for firewood. If you live in an area that is more heavily populated, you have a couple options. Option one is, obviously, if something's in somebody's yard, you could go knock on their door and ask, and usually they are happy to let you just have it, or they might be interested in selling you a chunk of it. Option number two would be to call up a tree service and explain your situation. Um, or your municipality. Oftentimes, um, wood is taken down by electrical companies or tree companies hired by the electric company, but 
then the wood is carted off by the municipality. And often they just have a place where they dump all this wood. So you might be able to call up your town office and say, hey, is there a wood yard I could go poke around in to find some wood for carving spoons? And they might just have an enormous quantity of it back behind the highway department or in the transfer station or wherever. If you are living uh, more in a city, reaching out to a um, uh, tree service company would be the thing to do because really you want to be pretty specific about things. And I know in some cities I've had people report that they've gotten in, tr <laughs> not in trouble with the police, but like had been stopped by the police when they were scavenging wood because there are some ordinances where you're not allowed to. Um, so it's worth going through official channels and just explaining your situation. And once you have that relationship, um, uh, then, then you have it. And it might be that showing up in person is the thing to do. And if you don't have a business card showing what you do, you could, you could show up with a spoon that you've carved just so they can understand what it is that you're looking for. Um, either way, I wouldn't be, I wouldn't be so fixated on trying to find stuff that's totally, totally fresh. If you go to the wood yard of a municipality or of a tree company and you see a log lying on the ground that seems like it's got checking on it it's been lying there for a while that log might be the perfect thing for you to be carving because logs retain their moisture as long as they aren't split up or bucked up into shorter lengths they retain their moisture for a long time and and it might actually be the perfect amount of time for you to um, start carving it and have those really nice results of having the, the wood that is aged just the right amount of time. So obviously if you're going to scavenge wood from the side of the road that's near somebody's house, you need to ask for permission. If you live um, where some roads have no houses for great distances uh, like I do, you can sometimes find stuff there. If you live in a city, you might need to establish relationships. But once you have those relationships, the fun thing is, is that a lot of times um, tree service guys are really into it. And they'll reach out to you if you befriend them and bring them a case of beer and and they'll say, hey, we just harvested, you know, some whatever. There's some really nice pieces. You might want to come check this out. So hope this helps. Um, and as always, shoot me any questions that you have about these technical details on my Instagram uh, is usually best. Thanks.